This is the Fan the Flame Podcast. Hey, good morning, or evening, or 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 afternoon. I don't know what time it is for you, but we are so glad you're on the show. This is Shane. And Rebecca. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Hey, we're married, and we like to talk about Jesus. And so we actually have this podcast. It's in conjunction with the ministry school we're doing. And we like to talk about uh, just the power of the gospel, the simple gospel, and about walking in intimacy with Jesus. Uh, we are convinced that uh you know when we read about revival it's not just something that you know we read about something that happened in the past or something that we just you know hope's going to happen in the future but revival's happening right now all around the world and uh the sooner we can get on board with god's plan for the world and for our lives the quicker it's going to happen in our lives where we're going to say revival became a lifestyle Mm -hmm. so we like to talk about that yeah, and uh, about uh, just living in that simple, uh, this living in the gospel, mm. making it simple. Yeah, and I'm a little bit more weird. I like to talk about heaven a lot. Yeah, that's true. You like to talk about heaven and imagine it's, what's up there, and it's there's pretty, probably dinosaurs up there. I'm really excited. See, she's just proven it. She said it's weird, but it's okay. I love it. <laughs> I love all the good stuff. I love. I I think dinosaurs are cool. You know. Yeah, it's God's creation. Yeah, why not, you know, populate heaven with some dinosaurs that are, you know, not dangerous or terrifying. They're probably still a little terrifying, I would imagine. I mean, they're probably big and muscular. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, there's a little short tidbit of Rebecca. She's beautiful. If you want to ask her questions, you can totally do that. And, uh, yeah, the responses you'll get, you'll just get some truth bombs and some heavenly fun um well anyways today we're going to be talking about righteousness Mm -hmm. this this fires me up this conversation um you know we uh we've talked about the gospel recently we've talked about intimacy with jesus Mm. we've talked about heaven on earth but now we're going to be talking about righteousness Mm. so jesus he came in the form of a man he who knew no sin it says this in First uh, Corinthians. I'm sorry, first. I think it's second actually. Second Corinthians five twenty one. He who knew no sin became sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. He who knew no sin, as in he never sinned, yet he never sinned. He had the effects of sin placed upon him. Hmm. It says that sin was condemned in the flesh um, on the cross. It's it's really interesting. Just the aspect of like the 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 judgment was upon the flesh of of Jesus himself. And then God left. But... I he, told you, she's got some nuggets in there. I'm just, My mind's blown. I don't even... I'm like, my, my processor's like, what? What? Oh. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm just talking about how there's a, there's a punishment in the flesh. And then it's really interesting, though, because Jesus couldn't be held by, held by death itself because he was actually righteous in the spirit and i'm just thinking that um yeah i'm just it's really interesting that there's layers of judgment and and (laughs) i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get that deep but uh (laughs) i just start i've been i've been pondering like why was it 
why was blood necessary? And, and the Bible says that life is in the blood. So it was a punishment of life, but the Jesus soul actually was resurrected, which is really powerful. Yeah. So that is I'm very glad powerful. you didn't have to stay in hell for us. That's really awesome. <laughs> Thank God Jesus is in heaven, right? Yeah. Glad he's not eternally in, you know, the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Prepared for Satan, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, well, anyways, <laughs> that was awesome. Rebecca, keep keep throwing out your your uh, your truth bombs. I I you're gonna have to like, yeah, you're just gonna have to like pour out later on because I'm I'm still trying to trying to grasp that. But that that is those are all true statements. Yeah. It was, it was just because I was trying to figure out what ha- happened to all the animals that died in the Old Testament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Okay. So, yes. But we're not going to go there. No. But Unless if you, you do, to. I won't. No, I, I won't stop you, but I will try to keep us on track. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So anyways, okay. So Jesus lived a fully righteous lifestyle. He never sinned once. Mm. He died on the cross. And then when he came back, boom, three days later, uh, resurrected, came to the disciples, and he breathed on them. He said, receive the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, the, the Holy Spirit now infills the believers, right? And so what happens when the Holy Spirit comes inside of you, mm-hmm. this, this, uh, this transaction happens. You become born again. Born of the Spirit, mm-hmm. no longer, and and you you could read this in John. This juxtaposition between flesh and spirit, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit, mm-hmm. and spirit is life. My words are spirit and life. The flesh only gives death, and so you have Paul actually expound on all of these principles throughout, uh, especially Romans, where he talks about uh, the law and how it's compared to death and it's compared to. Uh, works and it's compared to condemnation and how that old covenant was a guardian and represented a inferior covenant it was a shadow of the things to come that's what hebrews talks about right that it was a shadow of things to come all of the old testament law and the systems was was sort of uh it was a preparation for the the real the real stuff Hmm. and it says that the law was incapable of performing righteousness it was incapable of giving us the ability to become righteous Mm. we saw the law we knew the commandments but within ourselves it was not something that empowered us to actually fulfill the law there was still within us this sinful evil seed this desire within us that said no i want to rebel against god Mm. right so this this issue was not something that was taken care of throughout the Old Testament. Jesus came, and when he breathed the Holy Spirit, that separation with the tabernacle and the Holy Spirit, that people couldn't actually come to full connection with God because of their sin, it was mm. broken. Boom. Mm. The temple veil was ripped in half, and all of a sudden, God's Spirit was no longer confined to a temple, but it was now within us. We become a new creation. We become the righteousness of God in Christ. As in, we become holy, we become saints, and we become part of a, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a special God's special possession. Mm, like what happened to Joshua in in the, in the Bible, where he was before the throne of God, 
and Satan was accusing him and God was like no and he took off uh, all the the filthy rags and put mm. on yeah all you're, the good stuff now you're not talking about Joshua uh, son of Nun from uh, you know the book of Joshua you're talking about Zechariah right in uh, the book of Zechariah yes Zechariah or Zephaniah hey you can fact check us one of those two pro- prophetic books but you see this picture of this transaction between filthy rags to garments mm-hmm. of, of holiness. You know, it's um, righteousness is such, I think it's such a hot topic today, you know, because um, we've had this conversation uh, with people. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody's had this conversation. How dare you judge me? <laughs> you can't judge me for what I do, you know. Um, only God can judge me. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard that, Rebecca? Um, yeah. Yeah, so you've got that statement, right? You've also got statements like... I think I heard it. I'm maybe. about 100. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you also got statements like, uh, you know, I'm prone to wander. I'm 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 just... Uh, prone to wander. Oh, I really like that song. Yeah. But I just, I just don't think that fully depicts what righteousness does to us, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, when we become new creation... When you become a new creation, if God makes something, is it good or bad? Good. It's always good, mm-hmm. right? If God recreates you and gives birth to spirit, you're good now, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you have this inner desire. Romans 8, this this spirit within you cries out, Daddy, Daddy, I love you, I want you. And now you have the desire to obey God. It mm-hmm. says that the law of God is not written on a stone tablet anymore it's written on the tablet of your heart Mm. and it says you don't need man to teach you because god will teach you all things yeah as in god himself the consciousness god's consciousness is now your consciousness isn't that crazy yeah i love that i i'm also thinking about the beginning the very beginning where god said it's good you know and so we were good from the beginning um but there comes a time where you you choose what you want to put inside of you, and then again there's the gates, mm. your eye gates, your your ear gates, what you see, what you hear, what you believe in. Yeah, you know there's um there's a kind of a I guess a theological debate, regarding like at what point is sin conceived, you know, and so you um there's there's two perspectives. One is that um. Uh, sin was conceived when when Adam sinned now every descendant of Adam carries that same seed of sin with them right so they were born into sin because that's the covenant that Adam brought Mm. right and so um, obviously we are now born of an imperishable seed which is Jesus Christ who is the the new Adam who Mm. performed the righteous acts of God that Adam should have performed yeah. And now we live under his covenant, right? And so whether or not, you know, you're born of, you know, I was born into sin in that sort of sense, you know, whether whether or not your theological disposition is on that, the fact is that all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Nobody can say they're without sin, as John says. Yeah. Right? We all need a savior. Yeah. It's not like we're we're asking God to be our, our best buddy. We're asking him to save us from this destruction this lifestyle and um you know it's i mean it's the 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 centrality of our faith is that jesus christ 
came and 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 lived a holy lifestyle so that uh so that when we come to him as a uh, we come in need of a savior mm-hmm. not not just you know wanting to add someone onto our next you know and onto our uh sunday calendar <laughs> mm, yeah you know yeah and um so righteousness let's talk about that mm. what do you think um in regards to righteousness what do you think it means to be empowered to live righteously mm. Um, I think, first of all, you need to understand that grace was bought with a high price mm. and that we were not um, we were not set free to sin freely, but to actually live righteously. That's a good word. Um, so understanding what Jesus paid to actually give us this empowerment. And then um, also understanding that right a righteous living or a holy lifestyle actually gives you authority in the spirit realm because there are two kingdoms that are always in play and that's the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light and um if you are playing around in the enemy's camp you're in trouble (laughs) but if you stay with jesus and on i'm not talking about like making a mistake i'm talking about Mm. or like uh, you you fall and slip one time talking about if you choose a lifestyle of sinning mm. then you're playing around in the enemy's camp yeah. can you choose to not sin yes you can always choose because jesus said it himself he said go and sin no more and he said be perfect as i'm perfect so it's always it's a pursuit of holiness mm. and um and being in the flesh it's it's like a test of love Mm-hmm. It's like you, you get to choose. Are you going to choose spirit? Or are you going to choose to follow the flesh? Mm. Being in the flesh as in uh, being a human on the earth, right? That's what you mean? Yeah. And then having the choice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Having the choice. At the same time, it's also it's also uh, a privilege to be able to be on the earth. And he gave us a body, you know? Like, it's so amazing. Yeah. And so... Um, when I say flesh, I don't mean your body necessarily. I just mean um, the nature that they talk about in the Bible, the sinful nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, um, you know, Paul makes two, a distinguishing uh, mark between flesh, sinful nature, and flesh as in the body. The word sarx, S-A-R-X, well, this is Greek, you might be bored, but sarx could have both meanings and so that's in that's actually very important when we're reading paul talk about the flesh when he talks about a thorn in the flesh it's not he's he's not talking about oh i've got a pet sin right he's talking about something else there right so physical yeah some say it's its ex-wife following him (laughs) (laughs) i actually have a theory or i i believe that it's actually something to do with his eyes because he always he always had a scribe with him mm. and that he would say things like i wrote this with my own hand like it was a really big deal for him mm-hmm. in really big letters i like i think it's so funny when you read that on the on the phone and it says in my own handwriting with big letters or whatever and it's like looks doesn't look big at all <laughs> <laughs> that's funny anyways yeah so you know paul paul's talking about righteousness and sin especially in romans chapter 6 one of the things he says is that we were slaves to sin, but now, it, as uh, you know, when we when we become righteous, it says that do not gratify 
the desires of the flesh. It says, consider your present state. And um, when he says consider, it's, it's this picture of like saying, realize what you've just walked into. Realize the reality that you are no longer a slint, a sin to slave, or a sin to slave, a, sin, a slave to sin. Mm. You're no longer there. Yeah. So there's this part of like when we come into our identity, there's this working out of realizing the implications of what we've already received. It's mm-hmm. like it's already in our bank account. All we got to do is take it, take it to the take it to the bank, right? Mm. And so we become the righteousness of Christ. It's not something that we earned. We just by faith, right? We came into that. Mm. Now we have the choice. Instead of being a slave saying, oh, I can't help but, now we say, no, I actually have a choice, which is beautiful, mm. right? I love that. You know, and so talking about um, righteousness, we have the choice, you know, and, and when, when I, I would just say like one of the things, uh, some of the things I've, I've learned over the years if, as I've, you know, been uh, friends with many different uh, people of uh, believers of different backgrounds, you know, I've, I've heard uh, very commonly that just the, the, the talk that says, you know, that says that it's prideful to just say that you're not going to sin, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, John, First uh, John, let's go straight to scripture. First John says that if you sin, you have an advocate. It says, you know, if you say that you have not sinned, you're a liar. We all know that we've all sinned. Mm-hmm. But he says, if uh, he also says, if you sin. And he says that if you're living in darkness and you say that you're, you know, it's like if you're, uh, say you hate a brother and, and you say that you're, that you love God, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. And he's very clear that sin is sin. And it's not something that you're, quote unquote, you're, you're going to do any, any moment now. And the position that God takes for our lives is that righteousness came at such a high price. He's empowered us. To actually live righteously and god is such a good father that he's never going to give us a command that we cannot carry out mm. so to say i'm about to sin any moment that it's something i do every day ah that's like that's a a, a faithless statement yeah really and i also want to say like I, personally i used to think that um every bad thought that went through my mind mm. was a sin but it like actually i believe that a sin is something you do well willingly like you choose it so it talks about taking thought thoughts captives in the bible and i just believe that just because you had a thought go through it doesn't mean that oh now i'm sinning but if you you take a hold of it and start meditating on it and it becomes um like something that you are entertaining in your mind then Mm -hmm. then there's then we can talk about sinning but if it's something you don't want then you're probably not you know sinning willingly um so yeah just like treat that um treat yourself nicely too like don't (laughs) beat yourself um Mm. but be like okay is this something i want am i saying yes to this and if you're saying, no, I don't want this, and you're saying no to something, then you're not sinning. Hmm. You know, um, that's interesting. I, I just want to add to that that the accuser would love nothing more than to, to tempt you with an idea hmm. and then for you to accuse yourself thinking that you thought it and all of a sudden you become guilty. You feel personally guilty and contemned, condemned for something that you did not do. Hmm. 
I mean that that is that is I mean that that's that's what he does, right? He he he, he does these he he sends thoughts our way and you know so we we know that Satan can speak, right? And then he can tempt us. That is his mode of influence. That's the only thing he can do. Mm. He who was a serpent in the beginning all of a sudden became a dragon in the book of Revelation. Mm. And the only thing that could empower him was people. And so he he came in the form of questions, right? With with uh with Eve he, yeah. he gives us a thought. The thought is neutral for us. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we've done wrong yet. What we do with that thought, like you said, we take it captive. Mm. You know, Jesus said that if you thought about it, you know, uh, if you even hold anger, then you've already sinned. So mm-hmm. we understand that there's a difference between having a thought and having a desire. Yeah. You know, it's like you see... And a motive of the heart. Yeah. What's your motivation? What are you plotting? What are you? What's brooding on the inside of you? Yeah. You know, um, if if uh, you know what what's a good example of you know a moment? Maybe uh, we could talk about like you know you see someone or I see someone that's attractive, and in that moment we we realize they're attractive. What do we do with that? Do we entertain and all of a sudden start to? gratify this this sort of drawing or do we say you know what i validate that they're attractive but i'm not i'm not going down some sort of route of allowing it to influence the way that i think Mm. right there's a big difference yeah yeah you take the thought captive right you 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 determine what influences you and so i can just because i experience something doesn't mean i allow it to influence me and we all, obviously, you talked about it, the eyes and the ears, these are gates to the soul, right? So what we feed ourselves with, let's not make it hard for ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. Yeah. You know, let's not try to fill ourselves with that stuff because it's it's going to, it, at some point, it can can easily pollute us if we're just mm-hmm. listening to a bunch of trash or, or watching stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah, Think, things that are good and worthwhile, yeah. that's what we should Spend our time watching or yeah. uh, listening to. I mean, come on. Paul talked about it. Whatever's good, noble, honorable, praiseworthy. Think on these things. Mm. Hey, how about let's watch these things too? Yeah. You know, and flip that. Say, do not watch what's, you know, sickly, disgusting, uh, 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 gratifying the fleshly desires, you know. Yeah. Do not think on those things. Yeah. And do not listen or do not watch. Imagine yourself, Jesus is sitting right next to you, and whatever you do, I mean, the Holy Spirit is right there with you all yeah. the time. So. Yeah. So, righteousness. Um, I want to say that if righteousness was not something that we produced, then what if we, um, what if we sin? Let's give a scenario. I mess up. I sin. All of a sudden, we know what happens in that moment. We have a choice whether or not we're going to repent, right? Satan would love nothing more than to say, look, you're a sinner. You're Mm -hmm. awful. Mm -hmm. And just start to accuse you and say you're not worthy of the gospel. And just walk away from the gospel. But in that moment, God is clear in his scripture that if you sin, you have an advocate. Mm -hmm. You can go to the throne of grace as in don't go that way don't even don't even go back that way repent come back to the arms of the father Mm. and god is not waiting to punish you sometimes 
that you can find this out really quickly by how you talk to yourself. Are you critical of yourself? Because mm. sometimes we punish ourselves. We constantly punish ourselves because we're not measuring up to our standard. And this is one of the challenges that I feel like we face as 21st century believers is that we have such a high standard and we, f- we feel like we're living, maybe um, we're not living up to that standard and we actually sort of hate ourselves. We don't, we don't love ourselves the way God loves us. And there's this thing that says it's humility to put myself down. Mm. Humility does not put yourself down. You know, as C.S. Lewis, it's not thinking uh, less of yourself. Mm. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I remember, um, I just love the story of the prodigal son. You know, like that shows the father's heart for us in such a, pure way and um yeah i also remember just uh an episode i had with uh, some other girlfriends when i was younger and we were just seeking god together and stuff and um and we i think all uh, at least two of two of us were actually struggling with self-hatred like mm. we we didn't like ourselves too much and then i just remember our other friend she started prophesying just on behalf of Jesus, like, why do you hate yourself? You know, that she repeated that word over us. I was like, wow. Yeah, it must be really um, sorrowful in a way when when we are having problems with self-hatred. And that's what it is. When we're beating ourselves up and we, we're saying, oh, I'm just a poor sinner, that's self-hatred um, in a sense. Wow. Call it what it is, you know? Yeah. So that sort of condemning spirit that that says I, I you know i need to i need to beat myself up for anything could be sin it could be mistakes it could be lack of you know um maybe you don't feel like you're you're measuring up all of those things those are those are in a sense you're putting you're actually accusing yourself that's a form of unforgiveness right because jesus he pours out his love on us. We receive that. But if we start to criticize yourself, I mean, we start to curse our own temple. Mm. It's not good. It's just not the gospel. And, and and here's the thing. If we receive by faith righteousness, then righteousness isn't something that we're trying to attain because it's something we've already received. I'm not striving for righteousness. I'm not saying it's out of my reach if I've repented and turned to God. What I am saying is that I'm I'm being renewed in the image of my creator. Mm. I'm becoming more aware of the reality that I am already in. Yeah. It says this in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 14 that he's forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Mm. He's perfected those who are being made holy so you are you perfect yes i guess you are according to the gospel <laughs> hebrews 10 you're perfect you're perfected what's that mean you look good <laughs> god made something good when he thought of you and you're being made holy you are holy and you're being continually made more like jesus <laughs> didn't god say at some point i am that i was or I, I am that I was. 
<laughs> I am that I am? I No, I know he said that. I just feel like I read something where... It, he It's just really <laughs> funny, God's language. I think it's really funny. Because it's like... What I mean with funny is like... it's It, it blows our minds. Our natural minds. It's like... He's talking about present, future, past. All at the same time. Like yeah. he's talking about things that are not as though they are very often. He says that about himself. And it's just when you when he says about us we're perfect and we know that we're not yet perfect, but he says it, you know? Yeah. What well, I mean your definition of perfect obviously we all understand that we make mistakes and we're not, you know mm-hmm. we're not like a golden statue. That's but, probably a bad analogy. We're not, you know, without room for improvement (laughs) yeah exactly but you know it's funny to think he said we he's perfected us you know so i'm just saying when 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 you look in the mirror you look at someone who's just perfect in the eyes of god Mm. you know so the more we can think about um lazarus that he's not gonna end up dead you know and he he dies like a physical death of what isn't god just he resurrects him you know yeah like it just i'm just talking about his nature how it is like he's just like he says things and we think we know what it means and then it's we find out yeah because he said it won't end into death right yeah and it didn't it didn't end into death he came back (laughs) yeah yeah but he's he literally waited he waited yeah yeah so anyways isn't this good? This is a good message. You know, righteousness is one of the most attractive things ever. Mm. Because we get to receive the character of God himself. Yeah. And so, um, wherever you feel like you're on the journey, maybe you feel like you're doing good, following Jesus, doing well. Um, maybe you feel like you deal, uh, deal with like negative criticism, self-talk, stuff like that. I'm sure that's something everybody's got to make sure that they make sure they don't do, right? Um, and it gets it gets easier as you continue to learn to love yourself more. Um, or maybe you uh, totally out of out of you know just going a different direction, yeah. whatever it looks like. We get to go back to the place receiving by faith the righteousness of Christ. Mm. It's not something that we work for, mm. but it's always available yeah and so um and his blood is like the blood of jesus it's so powerful yeah you know a righteous society has (laughs) i mean there's like righteousness is is really something that will transform the world Hmm. and the more we focus on jesus and become like him in in character it's gonna take it's gonna take character to sustain revival it's going to take character to sustain what god has called us to Hmm. you know if we want to walk out into the promised land if we want to receive the blessings of jesus if we want to see the great commission fulfilled it's not just power but Hmm. it's character Hmm. and so this is i mean and it's even more important because god said you'll know them by their fruit and not their gifting yeah he said you know you know the verse i'm sure uh you know or where he said Get, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. You know, these people said, yeah, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not perform miraculous things in your name? And he said, I never knew you. 
you mm. you breakers of the law. So yeah, if you know the story of Balaam, I said Balaam. Balaam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's he it's, yeah. he was able to prophesy accurately, but his motives were wrong, and that's yeah. why he was called a false prophet. Not because he was wrong in his words, but yeah. in, in his heart. Even the diviner uh, or diviner in Acts chapter sixteen, mm. um, who was following Paul around, she prophesied right, but. Yeah. But the spirit was wrong. So, guys, um, let's let's uh, let's just pray. I pray in Jesus' name that uh, Lord, we thank you for your power, your goodness, and your love, and that we can receive righteousness through faith. And I pray for the uh, uh, empowerment, the grace of the Holy Spirit mm. that you provide for us to to uh, live uh, without shame, without fear, and we just we we uh, break any form of uh, criticism, self-hatred, uh, unforgiveness, and um, and and self-righteousness that says I need to produce this righteousness as if I haven't earned it by faith. Mm. Lord, we stand in agreement with your purposes. We pray blessings over everyone listening to this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just thank you for your Holy Spirit who is there by inside of us not just by our side but inside of us and he's taking us uh one step at a time in the process and he knows where we at and he knows where we're going so we just thank you for for your holy spirit inside of us amen amen all right guys thank you for listening we will catch you later Hey, thank you so much for listening. If this blessed you, then you can help us out by sharing and subscribing and staying in touch. We will see you in the next podcast.